Hallelujah, may the peace be with all of you on this Sabbath morning. Uh, this is a day uh, of Sabbath where uh, God bless everyone. And it's a time for us to discern, to sanctify. Within uh, this space of holiness, uh, we're here to worship Him. May the Lord bestow everyone with the promised blessings and grace uh, that is recorded in the Bible. Uh, in this uh, theological training uh, seminar that we are having right now, I'm responsible for speaking on the book of Song of Solomon. Uh, the book of Song of Solomon is talking about the beautiful love uh, between King Solomon and also his wife. Uh, there's no one who who dislike uh, listening to love stories. The example and also the template uh, that is according to the teachings of the Bible has been recorded here. And secularly, uh, there are a lot of uh, books written about marriage outside of the church, uh, which is not appropriate to any one of us. Uh, and we are created by the Lord. Uh, and marriage is instituted by God. And it is the arrangement of God uh, for one to marry the other. And God has long given us the instruction as to how we manage our uh, marriage. Uh, and the book of Song of Solomon is just like a user manual for all of us. In operating a machinery, we need a user manual to operate. Uh, because there is a reason and also rational behind uh, how the machine that is supposed to be operated. Therefore, if you abide by the user manual, then it will be the accurate and correct way of operating. However, unfortunately, a lot of people were looking for some of the sources outside of uh, this book. Uh, to find out how they can manage their own marriage. Uh, so without delay, we'd like to go into Song of Solomon, Chapter 2. So Chapter 2, we'll read uh, from verse 8 and on. And Chapter 2, verse 8 is the beginning of the second phase. And which uh, we address it uh, by the, uh, the song of searching, song of seeking, that we're seeking after the love. Uh, the first song is to praise the love. 
Both parties do long for the love of each other. So this is an extension to search, to seek for love even more. And we'll read from chapter 2, verse 8 to chapter 3, verse 5. Let's read chapter 2, verse 8 first. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes sleeping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. Verse 9. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our walls. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. So the beloved is here to visit the Shulamite women. And then if you read verse 10 and 11, and this is the invitation from the beloved that you must go with me. And over, let's skip to verse 15. So the Shulamite woman had this question. He said, we will catch us the foxes. Uh, which the little foxes that spoil the vines. Uh, and then let's skip to uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, and also here is the awakening of the uh, Shulamite women. Uh, it says here, By night on my bed I sought the one I love. In the streets and in the squares, I will seek the one I love. Let's read chapter 3, verse 4. And then she found the one she loved. And he held him and would not let him go. So he brought him to her mother's home. So after reading all these verses, you can kind of intertwine all these together as a love story. This Song of Solomon is not a fiction of love. But rather, it's just uh, it's like a, a love song that is chanting across each other. As they were chanting and singing these songs, and you could understand the simple meaning behind it. So out of these uh, fine parts or intricate parts that we link them together to 
to form a uh, visual picture. So now we are able to visualize uh, what the beloved has done. He came to visit uh, his, uh, his, uh, uh, his woman. And then he invited her uh, to enjoy good life with her. So they have uh, lived through a winter. Let's read chapter 3, verse 11. Uh, chapter 2, verse 11, excuse me. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. So the winter is over. And then the spring is here. And this is the season of love. Then let's look at the story. Uh, there was a, a period of time where both of them were separated. And they have experienced the winter of love. And today, proactively, this beloved uh, came for the woman. Uh, for anyone uh, to walk on the path of marriage is not uh, uh, happy ever after. And the second day of your marriage, you will quickly find that uh, the days and the life that you have is very different. And there are things behind the door, uh, especially seven things that you could find that uh, there are a lot of uh, details that are different. So uh, this woman did not uh, get the door uh, first when the beloved came to visit her. So what had happened between them? So then this uh, woman asked this question. And she said, uh, there's foxes. So the beloved uh, departed. And then the, uh, uh, the woman then got up and tried to uh, uh, seek after uh, the beloved. And it was good that there was a turning point where uh, they come into harmony. So then what I'm going to do here is to, ex to uh, explain uh, what this is about. Uh so this, uh, the beloved, has this uh, description. Chapter 2, verse 8, The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. So the woman was waiting for the beloved. So from afar, she already uh, was able to hear his voice. I heard that many wives can really recognize uh, this, the sound of the footsteps of their husbands. Because they're so familiar with it. And most importantly, uh, she has already have a good image of the beloved in her heart. So 
Uh, therefore, uh, when people who's in love, who fell in love, uh, they will be very sensitive uh, towards the uh, sound of the footsteps of the other. But from uh, chapter one, we already find that this woman was a little uh, held back. Uh, uh, she was kind of reserved and also shy. Uh, and she already lost her confidence because she was dark. But then now you could see uh, the kind of uh, uh, reservations that a, a woman has in, uh, in an ordinary way. And this Song of Solomon is to explain some complex idea in a simple way. And then you listen, and then you see. And he was, uh, she was looking at him uh, leaping from the mountains. And he comes uh, leaping just like uh, the, the uh, gazelles are uh, looking for his partner. So he was described as the gazelles and also those of the field. Of course, tigers and uh, lions, they also travel very fast. But if you were to use those two animals as a description, uh, I think it's not appropriate. And gazelles and also stags, uh, there are uh, cute animals. Of course, they can be uh, representing love. Uh, since this animal uh, were so light uh, in their steps, and you could, uh, you could feel that uh, the uh, beloved uh, wanted to look for the woman quickly. But at this point of time, uh, the door was shut. Uh, the only way to find if she is in the house uh, was to peep in the window. And this is only to describe the urgency, uh, the earnesty uh, that this uh, beloved had. And he came from afar. And he had been to a lot of mountains and trackers' ways. And his way, the way that he traveled, you could find that he was so swift and quick. So he looked into the window. And just imagine this, uh, somebody who is looking into the window uh, trying to search high and low. And when uh, there's problem between couples, uh, and the love is as if uh, entering into winter, so who is supposed to be the first one to break the ice? Of course, the beloved, because he's the head of the family. All, every problem of the family, he will have to shoulder first. So if the husband were to uh, take a little step first, 
the wife will be able to take a larger step. 甜点蜜语几句,她愿意做没有做嘛 And uh, women are very easily flattered because uh, as long as you praise them, uh, they will do anything for you. So uh, he has to be proactive, he has to seek for her. So she's the one that you love, why do you let her go easily? And you have to be proactive. You must be assertive. Uh, regardless of any price that you pay, you have to do it. All you want to do and achieve right here is to protect uh, the love as a whole. And there are so much uh, trackers' ways that he has traveled. And you find that his, his step was still swift and quick. And it is because of a motivation of love. It is not only to visit her briefly. Uh, let's read verse 10. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my fair one. The beloved is always very positive in the way that he talked. It is to build up the sense of harmony. Uh, so over here, uh, he was inviting her that please come with me. So now the winter is past. And the, uh, uh, the spring is here. In the land of Israel, uh, in winter time is usually rainy season. And the season has already changed. And this land has long changed. And all the flowers bloom, all the birds, uh, they chirp. The only thing that uh, he could see was a colorful world. Uh, the only thing that, that he hear was all nice voices. Over at verse 13. It says here, the fig tree uh, puts forth her green figs. And advised with the tender graves. And this is a sign of the spring. It seems to tell them that their love needs to mature. And so, how did the women respond? Let's read verse 14. So uh, this is uh, how the beloved addressed the woman. And he called her uh, by his love, his fair one, and also his, his dove. So the way that uh, he addressed her, you can know that uh, he has a lot of love for her. It says here at verse 14, that all my dove in the clefts of the rock. And this is a metaphor. Uh, you're just likened to a dove. That in the secret places of the cliff. And then uh, you are in the clefts of the rocks. 
And we could uh, explain this uh, in a way that their relationship is, uh, has, grew, has grown cold. Or maybe it's a representation of her uh, shyness. And also the kind of reservation that a woman has. But then the beloved was quick uh, to invite her. Uh, maybe you would ask if, uh, if myself as an elder and my wife, will we ever uh, enter into a cold war? Of course, of course I admit that uh, sometimes I have cold war uh, with my wife, but I don't know about Preacher Young. And what do you do in time of cold war? So for a day or two that you don't talk to each other. Uh, I'm fortunate uh, to have children, so they're my messenger. I'll just tell them, go tell your mom this. Uh, so uh, there will be a time where we can no longer uh, stand out on that. Uh, so uh, usually uh, the first day or second day into the Cold War, I'll just uh, go, uh, go back to the church. And I find that uh, the more time that I spend at home, the more Cold Wars that is, is uh, uh, more. Because the second day, I noticed that every time the second day after I was at home, it seems that I, I'm bridging the territory of my wife. So sometimes when we have co war, uh, I try to touch her, but she just quickly went into the room and shut the door. So then I had no choice, and then I'll return to the church. And I was, I was glad that the church is my uh, hiding place. So then uh, after some time, I, I couldn't help myself to call home. So how do you break the ice? Then think about this joke that you can tell. And something that you feel that is really funny. Then you call home and then you tell the jokes to her. But let me tell you this. Uh, she will insist not to laugh. How in the world can I just laugh for your stupid joke? So uh, sometimes you really find that uh, women, they have their own reservation. If you're dating a woman and then you said, let's go to the cafe at 12 o'clock, she will always show up at 12.10. She will never be punctual. And this is a vivid description of how the uh, relationship between the beloved and also the Shulamite women in this case.
Was the Shulamite uh, woman not familiar with the sound of the footstep of the, uh, the beloved? She should have uh, uh, opened the door uh, first time when she heard about it, but why didn't she? And that is the work of the beloved. And as a husband, he has to do this. And this is how you uh, live through the winter. Then think about our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, he came from heaven. And just likened to someone who traveled mountains and hills. And he was seeking for us. And sometimes as a believer in the church, we grew cold. And at times we feel that, uh, that the Lord Jesus is not uh, loving us. So then you find us, uh, you have a distance between uh, you and God. Uh, but then after believing in the Lord, uh, remember this, uh, there will be, uh, you are possible to become a prodigal son as well. So the parable of the uh, prodigal son that was recorded in the uh, Gospel of Luke chapter 15, it was spoken to uh, for those who are unbelief. But sometimes you find that for those who believe in the Lord already, at times they will also drift away from their faith. And our doors were shut. We did not open the door uh, at the first time. And do we see our relationship with the Lord Jesus the same way? But the Lord Jesus is still waiting for you. He's still giving us the mercy and love. And we must uh, have harmony with the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's skip to verse 14. So, so not only that uh, he was uh, the, uh, the beloved was in, uh, this, uh, inviting her, uh, but he was also requesting her in a very gentle way. He says over here, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And traveling thousands of miles, the beloved was here to see her face, to hear her voice. Because uh, he missed her very much. Because the love was so immense. Uh, if you never fall in love, perhaps you don't feel lonely. But sometimes you find that people who are in love uh, may also find themselves being lonely. And then for those who are feeling lonely in love is painful. Uh, it is only at the moment where you see the other party 
and also hear the voice of the other party. And this is how the Lord Jesus Christ loved all of us. And he wanted all of us to return to his chapel to worship him. So that he can hear our voice of prayer. And then at this place where we gather and worship, and we kneel down and pray, and the Lord Jesus will accept it. And our Lord Jesus loved that. And then his heart will be fulfilled. The reason why love can fulfill is because he loved first. So the beloved has so much love for this woman, so how can he show that? Because being lonely in love was very painful. It's only until he hears her voice and also sees her face. And he felt gratified. And this is how it is about uh, between husband and wife, and in the same token, it also applies to our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, there got to be something that has happened between them. And over at verse 15, uh, the women said this. She said, catch us the foxes. So the us over here, was it referring to the daughters of it, uh, Jerusalem or, is, or was it uh, simply referring uh, to the beloved and the Shulamite women? Uh, we don't need to go into uh, details of this. And you can understand this uh, from, from uh, the words that were said by the uh, beloved. Or she has a request of the daughters of Israel that they should catch the foxes together. Over verse 16 it said, So over here, he feeds his flock among the lilies. Over 17, it says that uh, she was longing uh, for his return. And because uh, he was feeding his flock among the lilies uh, afar. Now, of course, uh, perhaps we can say that uh, she was actually uh, telling the daughters of Israel. Uh, uh, to be more uh, vivid, uh, there is already the appearance of foxes here. Of course, uh, this little foxes was only a metaphor. And you find that uh, foxes were mentioned in plural. And of course, this uh, uh, grapes or vineyard uh, is also a metaphor. So the vines over here uh, actually symbolizes the love between the husband and wife. So now there's an enemy or a threat uh, to the love they have. 
And the foxes was there to spoil the vines. I think that the foxes was in the vineyard uh, just looking for a grave to consume. But then in springtime, uh, you notice that uh, graves are only uh, having flowers. So the foxes went into the vineyard and uh, cannot find any grape. So what will the foxes do when they uh, do not find any grapes in the vineyard? It will create some kind of resentment and hatred uh, because simply uh, the foxes cannot find any grapes in the vineyard, they will try to destroy it. And foxes in the Bible uh, usually symbolize negativity. And he is uh, trickery. And he is uh, full of scheme. And of course, our foxes are little by size. 其实大的狐狸也是不怎么大，因为它的毛是蓬松的，你宰了以后也没什么吃，没什么肉可以吃了。Even if you were to catch a big, uh, a larger uh, fox, uh, perhaps after you shave the uh, hair and then skin the foxes, there's nothing much left.所以现在这个葡萄园如果有一个小小的破口或是缝隙，这个小狐狸侧身它就可以进去了。So if there is a breach of this vineyard. Uh, this fox, little fox, can just enter the vineyard very easily. So if the foxes wasn't able to find a grace but the flowers of the, of the vines, then he will try to destroy the vineyard. Uh, therefore, the women uh, came up with this question. And what's the most precious of all is that she found the problem. And she wanted to resolve this problem quickly. And sometimes this uh, fox uh, were very little in size. It's very uh, unnoticeable. But then the uh, magnitude of destruction can be large. But the emphasis over here is that she was able to sense the uh, uh, the crisis that is around the corner. It is not something that she can deal with uh, by her own. Uh, therefore, she was seeking for some kind of help. And she knew where the problem lies. And she also know the uh, severity of the problem. Even though she was a little fox, but she can never neglect uh, the magnitude of the destruction that the fox can bring about. Perhaps what has been said here is to, to express that uh, the women already sense that there is a third party appear uh, attacking her beloved. So this also applies to our marriage today. And also applies to our faith today. Uh, more than often you find that there are little foxes appear. It is unnoticeable at times. But the magnitude of destruction can be large. 
So little foxes come in groups. And then the problem of love uh, can be all kinds. And according to my understanding from my past history dealing with marriages in the church, uh, is most often uh, there are little foxes appear. And when we say uh, the little foxes in marriage, what were we referring to? Uh, maybe it has to do with your finances at home. And both husband and wife have different values of money, a different way of managing finances. Uh, true love can never be bought uh, with uh, wealth. Uh, and both husband and wife must sit down and talk clearly how they are supposed to manage their own finances. And all the money that is for the daily necessity, they have to set it aside. It is only when you have residual money, then you will uh, make that into other investments. And do not uh, let money uh, to be the little foxes in your marriage. Uh, sometimes we think that money is just a little matter. Uh, money is not a problem. But frequently you find that uh, all in all, uh, you're just emphasizing on money, period. Uh, uh, between husband and wife, you don't need to always reason. Uh, you must always talk about love. But if you always talk about money, the money itself can suppress uh, the love. And uh, you should ask yourself that whether it's the money that brings about love to you or or the love actually providing us uh, with a good marriage. So a good marriage cannot be bought uh, by money. So as we look very lightly on money, then you'll find that your love will grow. So if you want to have a good marriage, uh, <laughs> So if you want to have a good marriage, uh, you must talk about love, emphasize on love. So, so if you talk too much about money, uh, then it will uh, cover up your love. So then we have to make a judgment here. So what else can this little fox in marriage be? Or 
or maybe it has to do with uh, your former family members. Uh, in Genesis chapter 2, and we're very familiar that we have to depart from our parents and to unite uh, with our wife. And then two will become one. And this talk about uh, leaving or depart and then to unite and then oneness and eventually uh, the, the ending is to unite. So how do you become one? That you must leave first. When you depart, then can you unite? Then after uniting, can you become one? And if you don't leave, you cannot unite. So in, in simple nutshell, what does this mean actually? That you must depart from your reliance uh, on your parents. And your finances has to be independent of your parents. And all of your decision-making process has to be independent of your parents. And mentally, uh, you need to be independent of your parents. And you must be able to be in independent dealing with all kinds of crisis and problems in life. It's not to say that your relationship between uh, parents and you are not well. But rather, you need to change the, the, uh, the way that uh, you handle the relationship with your parents. That uh, parents and children, uh, they're just a blood uh, relationship. And it is only uh, temporary. But the relationship between husband and wife is one. The most intimate relationship in humankind is the relationship between husband and wife. Uh, therefore, as parents or as children, you must understand this teaching. So uh, the way that you interact with your parent has to be changed. In the past, before you get married, uh, it is only a parental and children relationship. So after the child departs from parents and got married, uh, they are an adult, so therefore, the way that the parent deal with the children is no longer parent and children, but rather parent and adult. But there are a lot of parents these days that always treat their daughter, their son as children. The identity and the way that they handle things never change. Then you find that there is always challenge uh, ever happening. So sometimes you find that your children will never be able to depart from you. 
Uh, in fact, uh, it is just the opposite. Sometimes the parents just cannot depart from their children. Uh, so this is a time where we need to think about it. Uh, and there are some little foxes uh, that uh, they breach uh, deliberately. But there are some little foxes that just came from nowhere. Uh, and it did not uh, become a fox at the beginning. It is all because of uh, the parents' love for the children. So the way, uh, the role they play in their marriage was, was not uh, appropriate. So if this applies to uh, the men, uh, it also applies to the women. So if the woman were to be so closely related to her former family, even surpass uh, the relationship uh, between uh, she and also the husband, and then uh, you'll find that uh, you're entering into another myth. Because uh, parents and also the children, they both have separate family. In the ideal situation is that uh, the parents' family is one family, the children's family is another family. So when you communicate, it's family to family, it's, it's separate. And you need to be clear on that. And in the church, a uh, church in the past never uh, tells us how to become a parent. Uh, therefore, you find that even pastors make the same kind of mistake. And recently, my wife reminded me that your son has grown up. And don't bother him so much. And it is their family. And we are husband and wife. At the end of the day, uh, we are just, you know, we only need to live well by our own. Of course, maybe I worry too much, that's why I have a lot of gray hair. And I always worry about I always worry about what my son is going to eat and then what, when is he going to eat and then too much worries. And then uh, So I always tell my wife don't buy chicken rice because chicken rice is for for elderly person don't always buy that. And I always made such a mistake. Then when I think carefully, it is true. When our children was little, we, we hold their hands, but this is the time where we have to let them go. And when our child was learning how to walk, and we have to hold their hand. If we keep on holding their hand, they will never be able to walk on their own. 
。So one day, if you let them go, 他跌跌撞撞，但他因此学会了走路。They may stumble and got up, but they In the process, they are able to learn how to walk. So we are in the distance. So from afar, they will observe them. So we pray for them. So with the truth, they will try to edify them within the perimeter of truth. We want to make sure that our children have never gone outside of the truth. Then we can continue to care for them. Ah, this is 教会的责任 And this is the responsibility of the church. 我们很少教怎么样当父母 And the church has very seldom teach parents how to be one. Ah, 所以如果我们清楚这个道理，目标是他们能够成为一体 So, if we are so clear on this teaching, to help them to become one. Ah, 那适时的放手，他们才能够长大 And once you let them go. That will be the time when they begin growing. Then we will talk about one more thing. What is little foxes? So another point. What do we mean by little foxes? It could be also miscommunication per se. So there are a lot of problems arise in life because of miscommunication. So the problem is communication. Therefore, problem lies in miscommunication. But sometimes the problem is also communication. But sometimes you find that the problem itself is miscommunication. Then one sister told me this. Ah, brothers don't understand her. So there was a sister told me this. Ah, brothers don't understand her. That the husband never understand her. Oh, then we just talk. So that you have to communicate with your sister. So then we just very naturally just told her that you should communicate with your husband. So yeah, communicate. And she said, "Well, I did." Communicate, but no communication. And we did talk about it, but we did not communicate. Oh, 那怎么回事呢 ？So what had happened? 说他先生在公司里头，因为公司要提拔他，所以让他去学了很多沟通的技术了，人际关系了，哦，很多什么卡耐基了，什么黑幼龙、红幼龙、白幼龙的一大堆啊！哦，那他都要去训练了。先生，先生因为公司要要提拔他嘛，所以他要去接受沟通的一些训练。So the husband, because of her his work, the the company was trying to train him to be become a higher level personnel. So he will have to undergo a lot of this communication skill training and also Carnegie management training, as such. 那我先生回来就把家里当成实习工厂，就把我常委当成实习对象，他就把今天学的通通用在我身上。And the wife said that whatever he learned from his work, he will always come home and just apply on me. So every time when we communicate, I was the only one who's always trying to be communicated with. So I was the only one who's always this compromising. So in our family, there's always just one opinion. So in our family, there's always just one opinion. So in our family, there's always just one opinion. Anything that I was thinking, any opinions that I may have, but I just can't express them. Ah, 没有沟通是问题，有时候问题在沟通。So without communication is a problem, but sometimes communication itself can be a problem as well. 不是沟通不好，是要领没有抓准。It is not communication is not working, but rather is how you communicate. 其实沟通只有一个字，听。
But you need to be uh, careful on this. When you communicate, it's all about listening. And if both parties were to say whatever they want to say, they cannot hear what the other party want to say. So husband uh, must always listen to what your wife has to say. Uh, that's the reason why when I go home, I always listen to my wife and I was speechless, but she's asking me why am I speechless. I said I have to listen to you. Because at a time when I was absent from home, uh, there got to be something that you want to tell me about. So communication is all about listening. So uh, then I asked my wife, why did you tell me so much? You know, all of our children has already left home, and you are the only audience that came home. I have to tell you everything. So, you know what? I will just listen to whatever you want to say. I will listen silently. And I was calm. But as you listen, uh, do not, uh, you know, you should not be playing with your smartphone. And that is the, uh, uh, the uh, mistake that has been corrected so many times. So even though I was listening, but my hand is working on my smartphone. So how do you listen? Just place your uh, phone away from you. Listen to what she has to say. And look into her eyes of dove. So uh, be, be uh, devoted in listening to her. Then she will feel that she has been respected. In a simple nutshell, that is more than uh, good enough because all she wants is a listener. And there was one she was so angry uh, describing about someone, and then she, she was rolling up her sleeve as if that uh, she wanted to uh, beat uh, this person up. And I said, oh, you don't have to do that. I will do that for you. And then she stopped me from doing that. I'm just talking about it. So uh, just because you are home at that time, that moment, just listen in. And if you're listening to her, it's already uh, the process of healing beginning. But then when you listen, you must also respond uh, nicely. Uh, there are some people who uh, love to buy uh, antique. They buy kettle, they buy tea, they buy uh, antique cameras. And then the wife said that, why are you buying uh, so much of this? So after five or ten years, you find that the price of the antique uh, grew. 
And then the wife suddenly said that why didn't you buy more uh, five years ago? So if you buy the stock, you have to prepare to let the wife pray twice. The first time, you buy so much, the second time, you buy so little. So if you were to buy uh, antique uh, as your hobby, uh, you need to be uh, answerable uh, twice uh, in the process. First, uh, she will tell you that why did you buy this, and the second time she will uh, ask you why didn't you buy more. And take for instance, if I were to ask my wife, uh, can I just get an iPhone 14? Uh, and, and, and she will say that, well, you know what, just go get it. But it doesn't sound right. And uh, it, it's actually uh, telling um, me that not to buy it. And if you were to tell your wife that, okay, I'll buy a iPhone 14 for you, and she would said, no, please don't, don't do that. But actually what that suggests is that you have to buy or you die. <laughs> no, or, or you will suffer. Some trouble. Yeah, you will get into trouble. But then you cannot blame your wife. Because she is born that way. So there is a Bible verse actually substantiate uh, that, that, that what woman, woman has to say. So this will be the example that we need to share So 1st Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, this verse is well said. And husband likewise dwell with them with understanding. So uh, wife is as if a weaker vessel. And emotionally, uh, she is weaker. And that's the reason why she was kind of uh, uh, going back and forth on why did you buy so much uh, antique at first, and then later on she said, why, didn't you my, uh, why did you not buy enough of antique? So if she were to smile and ask you not to buy, it means that you should buy. Uh, because women was born in the way that uh, they are supposed to be understood by men. And the women was born uh, for the men to pamper. So when you have the true understanding of her, can you have true love? But you find that uh, she will have weaknesses emotionally. It uh, doesn't matter if her, it's her reservation, if she was shy, even to the point where you, you notice that uh, she, uh, she is not uh, what she said is. Uh, even though the woman may have said something as we men did, uh, but that's not what they meant actually. 
Therefore, as you listen, you must also look into whether she said it with a smile or she said it with a frown face. And then you need to use your heart to feel that if the surrounding is right. And then you need to use your brain to make a judgment. Uh, this is as simple as this. So if you do this, uh, it will attain a good level of communication. That you listen to what she has to say. Let's, let's strive together because it's not easy because, and, and also no one taught me that. But the Lord Jesus Christ preserved every one of us. Let's all strive together. They will all catch uh, this uh, little foxes. So at this, in this occasion, we would like to invite uh, the attendees of CNATS to present a hymn. And they are to present two hymns. Let's all uh, appreciate their presentation. Thanks to Grace God, uh, the attendees for the NITS, they have spent two days of time practicing, rehearsing for these hymns. And let's also sing, sing a hymn to praise the Lord. Let's sing hymn number 350. Please be seated. We're going to pray. Uh, let's pray for our own marriage in our prayer. And this uh, hidden little foxes uh, could be the Satan behind the scene. And if uh, sometimes uh, when a couple is in fight, uh, the husband wanted to uh, hit uh, or uh, hit the wife. And sometimes the wife uh, was very violent in language, uh, therefore the husband will respond uh, with uh, physical violence. And then the wife saw that the Satan uh, was behind the husband. And the Satan was actually applauding. Oh, please do it quickly. So if the husband and wife wanted to become one, why are they doing anything that is pleasing the Satan? So it could be possible that the Satan is hidden behind. And both of them uh, quickly knelt down and prayed. And from then on, they dare not uh, have verbal violence or physical violence against one another. So truly, we need to pray for our own marriage. And Satan knows that if the husband and wife is in disharmony, and the family will be broken, and what's going to happen to our children? If this kind of broken family exists uh, 
in the the church, how is the church just going to grow as a whole? So, we need to see Satan that's why we need to have this kind of spiritual eyesight to discern whether there is the existence of the little foxes that are stirring up our marriage. Let's specially pray for Sister Grace Chan. Uh, she will have to undergo a brain surgery on the 18th of October. And may the Lord uh, guide her through a smooth operation. And also there are uh, names that has been on the uh, projection for everyone to pray for. And for those who wish to receive the laying of hand by the ministers, please come forward. Let's pray in one accord.